Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of MIT Magazine. I want to welcome you to a new episode of Portrait Session, in partnership with Armani Exchange Connected. This podcast takes a closer look at who the men on the street are by bringing them into the studio for a portrait and having a chat about their particular approach to the many facets of life. This week, I connected with Jimmy Niggles, the founder of Beard Season, an organization that aims to raise awareness about skin cancer and specifically melanoma. The idea behind it is to encourage men to grow a beard for three months over winter, go get their skin checked, and then use their beard to tell others to do the same. He came up with the idea when he lost a friend to the deadly disease at just 26 years of age and wanted to change people's attitudes when it came to getting their skin checked. Eight seasons on and having scored Sir Richard Branson as an ambassador, Niggles reflects on this ongoing journey and how he manages to fit his own life into it. Head over to meninthistown.com to view selects from our portrait session. And in the meantime, I really hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. G'day everyone, this is Jimmy Niggles Esquire. Uh, I work in advertising in Sydney uh, as a copywriter and I also run a charity called Beard Season. Amazing. And that's where I know you from, from Beard Season. Yeah. It's your, the face of Beard Season as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whether I like it or not. No, it's, um, <laughs> I've got a massive beard just for anyone in Radio Land. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear it rustling here, but... Um, <laughs> it's doing some good soundproofing. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, and it's actually, I'm trying to um, sell it for a million dollars. So it's hopefully one of the world's most famous beards, um, <laughs> or um, I'm going to do everything I can to make it that. So. Amazing. So your beard is very much incorporated into what your style is all about. What is your style about? Ah, <laughs> uh, well... I'm most of the time I'm probably if I wasn't at work or wasn't doing anything um, with you know in an official capacity I'd probably most likely be in board shorts um, or in the water Um, (laughs) but uh, or but yeah like most of the time I'm yeah as I said probably wear board shorts and a linen shirt are you close by the the beach yeah I live down at Bronte luckily yeah. Um, which is kind of bad because if I ever have to move away, I'll, I, it'll it'll be horrible. That but, is, uh, <laughs> you can't get that literally anywhere else. Yeah, so. <laughs> Bronte's absolutely amazing, and there's great surf down there. And yeah, um, but I grew up in a, in the country, so I'm kind of, you know, I, I take every moment down there as I can. So um, yeah, growing up in the country, uh, it was very cold. So yeah. our whereabouts school, in the country? Uh, it's a place called Overon. In New South Wales. Yeah, New South Wales, over the Blue Mountains and far, far away. All right. Farming country. And um, yeah, we just grew up with mum knitting woolen jumpers. And at school, we had to wear moleskins and Aaron Williams boots and tweed jacket. To, that was our uniform. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. So as did you kind of have much of a, a, your own personal style when you were younger in school? Or was it kind of just uniform based? Um, I don't know. Mum, yeah. Mum made us some awesome clothes when we were growing up. Yeah. And um, 
I remember my grandma was a great knitter and she knitted me some lovely jumpers, um, which is, I don't know, I love wearing wool and like yeah, yeah. natural kind of stuff and uh, and basic kind of functional stuff that you can kind of wear with anything, not to worry about if it's going to be out of place or not. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I like wearing stuff that I could, you know, jump in the car and go on a camping trip down the, down the coast and, um, or I could kind of maybe jump on a yacht or something. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nice mix right there that you're yeah. working both worlds. Yeah. And, and I suppose my style's evolved a lot, uh, as I've grown this beard, mm. um, because I've, ha- I have had to go to a lot of events and, um, functions and, um, you know, they've always got the dress, dress code and, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've, I've evolved a bit from my days tra- struggling to get into a bar in Sydney from when I was 17, 18 <laughs> to, um, you know, um, going to these amazing VIP events and through your work in advertising and stuff. Yeah. Oh, mostly for the charity. For the like, charity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I've just been able to meet some incredible people and, I suppose their styles rubbed off a little as well. And mm. um, ever since I kind of moved to Sydney, I've been lucky enough to meet some really amazing tailors and and just kind of work with some really genuine craftspeople and stuff. And it's it's really interesting. And S- Sydney's kind of full of that yeah. um, aspect of fashion and stuff. Absolutely. So. so that, I mean, I definitely find that influence then in people that you've been working with, both in the charity and your work. So what is kind of your, your look about today? Is that kind of more of a work look or an uh, event look or? Well, what I, are you wearing? Uh, this is a very local, local look. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I was a bit intimidated trying to figure out what to do when I was coming in. Like uh, usually at work, I just kind of wear black jeans and keep it super simple and mm. just a cotton shirt. But um, tonight, today I'm wearing, um, my friend actually made this jacket for me. Oh, really? For, um, for my brother's wedding, I was a groomsman, oh, best man beautiful. there, yeah, yeah. and um, we used to live with him in in, bon- in Bondi, and he's from the south coast, and he's a super talented um, kind of fashion designer, and I suppose creative in his own way, and his name's Joshua Davies, and he's been working for some big kind of a fa- Australian fashion houses over the mm. last few years, and he personally kind of tailored this which is really nice Amazing. and it's, it's nice to have a friend that can do that <laughs> yeah oh it's so good and went for my brother as well it was his first time he's ever got a jacket made and he was really kind of excited about the whole process and yeah. what, what what fabric to use and and it's it doesn't have a lining so um it's really good on these it's actually a hot day in sydney today believe it or not in winter <laughs> um and yeah so i've just got a nice linen Venroy shirt underneath, another Bondi name. And then um, these pants were made by Zink and Sons for nice. to pair with another jacket, but um, these are really good. And I picked up these shoes, these amazing single buckled Italian, um, they're not really loafers, shoes, leather shoes. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful shoes. and they're worn in quite nicely. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I found them in this vintage shop in Oh, Surrey really? Hills. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I haven't been on an Italian shoe shopping trip yet, but you never. <laughs> that's where you'll just your eyes will open up and yeah find everything you ever we'll want. have to go there just <laughs> i reckon you'd have some swing over there i'm planning to in uh september there's this um shoe italian shoe 
exhibition going on in Milan. And I'm gonna no be going, way. Which is going to be crazy. All right, so we're going. Forward to that. Come along. It'll be fun. <laughs> we'll have a week in Milan. Sweet. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then accessories and stuff like that. Do you, oh. Is that something that you kind of wear? Of course. Um, at the moment, I'm wearing an Armani Exchange um, connected watch with silver bezel and some rose gold accented. Um, what are those little things called? Digit the watch face with things. the all accents. Nice. Yeah. And then it's lovely. Do you wear and any um, other jewelry at all? Oh, uh, yeah. And I've had this ring on my, not my ring finger, but the one next to it. Um, it was actually one of my first ad campaigns, believe it or not, for uh, this steel reinforcing company that yeah, built right. the Rio bar that went in the Sydney Harbour Bridge, the Opera House, and, you know, some of the, the Parliament House. And um, they're a huge steel company down in Melbourne. And we did a big company uh, campaign for them to celebrate their 90th anniversary. Oh, nice. And we gave rings away to some of Australia's biggest developers. Can I see that? Yeah. Amazing. It looks quite it beautiful. scaled down. Um, one of my friends is an architect and he did a wow. CAD design of an actual Rio bar. So it's, it's nice. <laughs> and still it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. And I've had it, I've never taken it off. Most of the stuff that I wear usually has to be pretty bomb proof with surfing and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I've right. got this pearl from WA that I wear on a neoprene strap. Where'd you and get that from? never come off as well. Uh, it was for a WA ambassador um, event on Sydney Harbour like a year or two ago. Nice. And it's my ticket to WA if I never need to go. Apparently. Really? They just, <laughs> just present that. <laughs> ticket in right there. Yeah. So nice. It's kind of you know smart, but kind of very casual at the same time, isn't <laughs> it? That's what I think you're all about. Yeah. Versatile. The the biggest accessory there is the beard. Though. <laughs> How yeah. long has that taken you to? What I'm wearing grow? is basically just. <laughs> frame for the for the beard. For the beard. I, I think and I think when I do go to events or when I do have to represent the charity, um, mm. I'd like to be able to present the beard in the best kind of way. Yeah. And if I can involve other people's stories with with that, the way that that's done, and you know, um, celebrate other people that are involved in the charity, like the guy that made this jacket, or mm. you know, the pants we've done campaigns with them before, and if everything can kind of be a good talking point and hopefully yeah, make the beard absolutely. look good, then that's, <laughs> that's a great, great thing. So yeah, but we, we just, we, we want to encourage gentlemen to wear their beards very well and um, to strike up great conversations, which can, um, you know, save a life. So what is the idea then of the charity? What is beard season all about? Um, beard season. We're started. in beard season right now. Yeah, we're oh, in, yes. we're three weeks in. Three weeks in. I just realized that this morning. It's been a massive couple of weeks, but um, it all started after one of our best mates passed away from melanoma in 2010. Um, his name was Wes Bonnie, and he was a great, great friend of all of ours. We all went to college with him in Canberra, uh, and he was 26, and it just um, floored us all. Um, it was a horrible thing to, 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 for him to go through. And to watch that happen to a maid is just something we didn't want to see happen again. No. So at his wake, we were table full of schooners and we just um, dreamt up this idea where we needed to encourage people to get a skin check because we found that no one was out there doing that. Um, and that's a kind of, that's a big part of the puzzle to defeating melanoma. Mm -hmm. um, we found out that 
it's one of the most easy to treat cancers if it's found early or the most successful to treat cancers yeah. if it's picked up early but it's yeah they call it australia's national cancer it's horrible and i've met so many people that um have watched their loved ones go through it and it's just like just horrible thing it's crazy to be such a, a calm australian's cancer yet yeah it, there's not much kind of being done to really yeah promote the, the cause of actually checking and i think a lot of people are, pre, are pretty blasé they're like oh it's okay it's just skin cancer you can just mm. get it cut out but as soon as it kind of enters your bloodstream and into your body it just destroys you i'm I, one of the doctors in sydney that i work with occasionally he was telling me a story he used to be a gp and was treating some of He's a great doctor and treated some big executives around town. And this guy from AMP came in after a squash game and he was super fit, top of his game, you know, king of the town. Mm. Came in with a spot and said, you know, Doc, what do you think of this? And he's like, oh, shit, we're going to have to biopsy this. And tested it, found it was positive. It had already got into his system. Oh, God. Um, was it like and, new, and fresh? In, and within months, I think, by the end of the year, he was on his bed and was he tried to lift his arm and his bone would break like he just oh, his shit. whole body just it was just horrible and where's kind of yeah it's not a good thing so no i mean so. it, it, it's good to, for people to hear this though because it's like you just don't know the reality of it isn't yeah it? you do, it's just another thing over there but mm. and it is so common in australia so we we're like if we can do something to get people into the doctor to learn about what it is and get a check we can find stuff early and that might not have happened to Wes. And um, we dreamt up this idea called Beard Season because um, working in advertising, I know it's really hard to... And that most people at risk of men, they're age 18 to 45, hmm. and they're the hardest to get to do anything, let alone go to a doctor. So we thought, let's all grow beards for winter. We'll um, call it Beard Season. Oh, look out. Really? Another person gonna get locked up in the cell next to <laughs> yeah, us yeah exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll see them walk right by <laughs> um, um well yeah so we thought beards take commitment skin checks take commitment um if you can do that in winter and then tell as many people as you can to get a check then we're gonna save people and we ended up saving seven or eight people in our first winter and you're kidding i right. kept my beard since and each year it's just been getting bigger as my beard so how goes. many years is that now? Uh, well, I think it's seven or eight. I still can't work it out. I might have to like carbon date. Yeah. Be, <laughs> see, but, see what the, the little ends are. Yeah, the ends. <laughs> but I just got them chopped off <laughs> last year. So, um, yeah. So, and yeah, long story short, it's be, the charity's grown and grown each year and we now save a life a week. Amazing. Um, through incredible. people following us on social, meeting us at the pub or at, yeah thousands of people do it each winter and it's it's going really well um and i put myself in a corner and said i'm not gonna shave my beard until we raise a million dollars a million dollars and that's why it's worth a million dollars right there yeah how much have you raised so far uh well we've only just started fundraising this winter and we've already got like i think i had 25 left from last year's events and stuff Right, and then we've had people chuck in money every single day. Like I'm seeing emails every day of people from all over the country and, and the world amazing. putting in, you know, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and um, I, it's a pretty ludicrous target, a million dollars. But it's kind of one of those things that 
it's a good Everest to, to aim for. Absolutely. It's a great goal. I mean, it's just, and I think it's that way of kind of attracting people. You know, people in advertising, obviously you work in it. And it's like, that's just, you kind of have to have those big the, wild dreams to kind of get yeah. out there and people could aspire to and actually relate to and kind of help that grow, you know? Exactly. And yeah, the more people that get involved, I reckon the more possible it's going to be. So if there's anyone listening that can help in any way, I don't, I don't know um, what your talent is or, I mean, it's a pretty audacious goal, but I think if we can make a beard more famous or more valuable or introduce it to someone who might know someone or, you know, I, I think we could possibly make it happen. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the end goal is to fund a free national skin check program so we can go to events and festivals and the beach and check people for free amazing and is is the focus to stick kind of within australia right now or eventually kind of go international what's the idea there well um we have done a big event over in london in england mm-hmm. um a lot of our supporters are from there and europe um and we teamed up with this photographer called brock elbank and uh a, cu- a couple of years ago we did a show at somerset house in london just after Men's Fashion Week and uh, there was 88 portraits, I think, or 80 portraits um, that we took over the course of 18 months. It was Very incredible. Yeah. Beautiful photos. Um, yeah, there were, my, we had 35,000 people come to the exhibition. Yeah, right. And it was mind-blowing, just like being a kid from over, from over on, over there in London, um, seeing people line up, not only just to get into the gallery, but to see individual pictures. There was yeah. lines. It was, yeah, pretty humbling. So that was that was a big, big push over there. And I'd love to be able to move move that exhibition around the world and build on that and get some other names um, involved. So, um, yeah, Brad Pitt. Oh, um, <laughs> Put it out there. Put yeah, it out to the universe. Yeah, there's Hugh plenty. Jackman, we're still after you, mate. We're Hugh really Jack, perfect. Yeah, he um, Daniel Day Lewis, please. <laughs> you know, um, we, yeah, um, and ideally, we, we'd love to expand the celebrities involved in the portrait series. Um, I'd love to get Richard Branson to sit um, with Brock That'd at one stage. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we, we made a deck of playing cards with that series, which are now available, and they're beautiful portraits. So. So you get all that info and the playing cards available at beardseason.com? Yeah. yeah. .com dot .au or just .com? Oh, yeah, either way. Yeah, the way it goes to yeah. it. <laughs> beard go. season. This just search for beard Google season. beard season. It's all good. You'll see the amazing photos. Yeah. And I have to congratulate you, Giuseppe. Your beard is going, love, uh, going yeah. very well. It's this good. Winter. It's almost the max that I can go. Yeah, that's okay. It's not how big it is. It's how you use it. <laughs> it's how I use it. Yeah. I've been using it for a while to hide... Uh, the double chin there. <laughs> have you? Have you? I'm gonna. Have you had a skin check yet? I, I go to skin checks at least twice a year. Oh really? Great. Had this guy over here checked um, a couple of months. That's ago. a Claudia shit for beauty spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's moved around kind of here and there. The doctor says it's all good. Okay, um, good. Yeah, but I'm. I, I've always been one to kind of always check. I don't know why where it comes from necessarily. It's just I've always kind of been cautious, especially when I moved to Australia. Yeah. Because I knew that um, the sun was just crazy strong over here. Yeah, you really notice it. You do. It's my brother <laughs> recently came to visit, and he said like he noticed just how different it's the heat is. And yeah. like, you just feel almost like a sizzle on your skin. Yeah. Um, and he actually had um, a mole removed on his nose. 
as well. They had to go get checked. Your brother did? Yeah. Oh, gee. So that was um, last, earlier last year, before he came to Australia, he got it removed. And wow. it's one that he has to kind of keep checking up on. So yeah, uh, it's, it's something that definitely, I think everyone could relate to. And yeah, I think should really just take care of. And it's, again, an easy thing to do. Mm. Go to your Go to your GP and that's it. Yeah. And it's good to just have a checkup anyway. Like, mm. And if every beard you see from now on can remind you to get in there, then, um, you know, that's we're, right. we're doing our job. So Just that reminder. Yeah. That's it. Well, good stuff. That's well, great. it sounds like you're doing a lot. You have a lot going on. Yeah. What, what do you do kind of on your your days off when you're in Sydney? What is kind of your happy place to kind of uh. just relax and take it easy? <laughs> um. I had breakfast the other day, like, you know, I, I used to live in Melbourne and we used to, we used to go to breakfast a lot, it just became, was a thing. Mm. And the, yeah, the other day I just had a little sleep in and had a surf and then just had a breakfast until 11 o'clock and I, it's been so long since I've been able to do that. But, yeah, right. Um, yeah, and there's some amazing cafes popping up around town now and um, one of my favourites is down at, um, it's called Porch down in... Um, in Bondi it's really nice my friends run it and it's a great cafe but there's so many now um, it seems like that's the the Australia or at least the Sydney pastime is just going going for brunch or breakfast yeah just having a solid brekkie with yeah, people and being close to the water and so yeah. you obviously surf a lot you love surfing yeah yeah, yeah. And where does that come from uh, I think my mum and dad so they kind of grew up in Victoria and dad used to surf down along the Great Ocean Road with oh, his wow. mates and they used to go on trips and I think that's actually how my mum and dad met. Um, her okay. brother used to go surfing with my dad, like in different groups. Yeah, yeah. And then they met at a party. and Yeah, so Amazing. they were bashing around in, you know, utes and um, VW wagons and stuff. And yeah, they used to surf when it was kind of first kicking off in Australia. And um, we live four hours away from the beach um, at, at the farm and... Um, Mum and Dad made sure that we we bought a bit of land down in uh, Kyola, south of Ulladulla and Mollymore. Yeah. And um, we built a house down there and, and we just went down there whenever we could. And it's just stunning coastline down there. And I love going down there with, with my girlfriend and um, I've got this big old Range Rover and we put the seats down and have a swag and a bottle of Taltani um, rosé <laughs> champagne and um, just kind of open the back up to these beautiful beaches. And ah, that sounds so <laughs> ideal. No, it's the commonality between everyone I've had on the podcast. It's just their getaways are kind of going to the beach and being by the water. I think yeah. it's such a unique thing to be in Australia and kind of have that to your disposal and to mm. really just take advantage of it. We're so lucky. Oh, it's, my God. Yeah, it's magic. And yeah. I, yeah, I do miss the farm. I used to ride horses and stuff and... I miss that. Um, I bought a motorbike the other day, so that's oh, wow. semi-helping. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, have you ever, do you, you have a license? Like, do you have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just bought it and then get your yeah. license. <laughs> um, but it, it does look like a bit of a, um, it's kind of like that bike that um, that kid off Terminator was running away from. <laughs> it's like an, yeah, it's like a dirt bike. It's good. Awesome. To ride in the city. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Great. It's got no pla- all the plastics <laughs> gone. It's been like converted. It yeah. looks it looks good. But um that's been fun. But yeah, Sydney's great and so many events and activities and stuff and great people and yeah. 
I, Sydney had this uh, reputation a while back of kind of being a bit stuck up itself and um, I really haven't found that after living here for what five or six years and and Melbourne previously yeah yeah um, and it's just been going ahead in leaps and bounds and yeah I think there is an old kind of reputation that it does have but it's I mean since I've been here I find it complete opposite of what that reputation yeah. is it's it is it's a budding city it's a big city it's the biggest not Australia but mm. it still has so much room to grow and that's exciting to be a part of I think yeah you know and it's I think makes sense to kind of be here compared to a lot of other places in the world to yeah. if you want to start something kind of have it be noticed yeah and you've always got that motivation to um the harbor just sitting there going when are you going to get a yacht <laughs> when are you going to get a yacht <laughs> and that's always helpful as well come and live on the ocean with me yeah <laughs> that's amazing have you been on yachts oh yeah like um we always go up to hamilton island race week um yeah, we've nice. been up there for the last for years now which is we've re- i'm just really lucky to be able to do that and i kind of ended up there by mistake i think um Ned, mr porter invited us up for an event oh, yeah. and um i was talking to bob who started hamilton island and uh he, he i told him about beard season and he's like we shouldn't be here just at this fashion event you should be doing doing something you know on the island with all these sailors and um before he passed away, um, I was chatting with his um, granddaughter, Nikki, and she runs a lot of the whole island operation and race week, and she made sure that we could we could be there to have a tent. And last year, we checked 700 people um, and found 532 suspect lesions. You're kidding me? Yeah. Wow. One of the people that came in for a check was Prince Frederick of Denmark. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Unreal, <laughs> my god. Yeah. And no matter how many days was that? A week. In a week. It was non stop. Like there was more people lining up for a skin check in the morning than coffee. No. Which way. is uh Well that's a good thing, isn't it? That's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Have it them was, together. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Have them together. Go for your coffee. And yeah, I should we well, we turned it into a bar after two o'clock. We had Bundaberg sponsoring us and we were yeah. We turned it into a rum bar for the uh, sailors. They loved it. That's fun. I love that. <laughs> I guess, so what is kind of, what's it like for you to be you at the moment? What's in, what's going on in your head? Like, how does it feel to be you right now? You have so much going on, it seems. It's, yeah. it's how do you organize it? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, it's pretty hectic, actually. And because I work in advertising, that's hectic in itself. Uh, so It's balancing, like, two full-time jobs, is it not? I mean, it seems like yeah. it. It's, it's, it's a fair bit of work, but, and the one thing I keep telling myself and everyone keeps telling me is that I, the only, and, um, meeting Richard Branson and stuff last year, his big thing was, um, to be able to scale, you need to out, you need to give people, you need to give it to people and, and, you know, really need, you really need to outsource a lot of your stuff and hire people that are better than you at doing things. And, Absolutely. um, I'm really need to learn that quick because if I don't, it's just going to... I have that difficulty. I hear you. It's it's hard to kind of let go and just yeah. get the right people to do the right things and trust them. And It's tricky, but it, it really does help, I think. And when you get good at that, I think you, you be, you're able to distill and define your spark a lot easier because if you can tell someone else or if you can 
inspire someone else to do what they do well mm. which fits in with your overall goal yeah then you know you, you're going to get that the thing that you pass on to people is going to be more defined each time and if you Absolutely. can if you're able to do that successfully with more and more people then that's how you really grow instead of taking on more things you give more things away i think i think that's the key i'm really bad at it though i need to get better <laughs> it's it's good to know how it works though so you can try to keep trying I yeah mean, that's what i yeah who knows <laughs> <laughs> oh so you mentioned richard branson you met him last year what was that how did you how yeah. did that happen um well one of your mates actually robert um from strand had it yeah yeah um a lovely hat shop in um the strand arcade in sydney um definitely pay him a visit they're great and he we had an event before winter last year or the year before actually and Richard Branson was, was in town and I'd been wanting to meet him forever and telling everyone I wanted to meet him and I think with anything you do if you can manifest these things it really mm-hmm. it's crazy how close closer it gets you I believe it um, anyway he was in town um Robert had a meeting with the hotel and they might have mentioned it, maybe. <laughs> and uh, Rob rings me. He's like, Jimmy, where are you? And I was like, I'm about 300 metres away. He's like, good, run. Branson's here. We're going to do this. And I think I was there with him when you were on the phone with you. It was <laughs> so the day that I was there. I was talking to him, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, crazy. and he just basically dumped me in the, in the foyer and said, okay, do it. Don't come back unless you've done it. If you, unless you've done it. And then he left and I had everything. I had this magazine with me painted gold on the front cover for our beard oil that we do. And um, I had my, my Cobra hat on and my jacket and I, my deck of playing cards and I was ready to rumble for this event. And I kind of just got swerved off course to the, to the hotel and, and sitting there shaking like a twig in a hurricane, just going, oh no, this is actually going to happen. And he came out of this room holding his shoes for some reason. I don't know why. And then um, said, okay, I'm just popping upstairs. I'll get changed and we'll go to dinner. I'll be see you in 10 to his people in the yeah. thing. So I was like, okay, I've got 10 minutes. How am I going to do this? Like, so I, t- I talked to his people and said, oh, was that Richard Branson? <laughs> and they said, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I told them about why. I happened to be there. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, just say good day. So I kind of had permission. And then he came out out of the lift and uh, said, okay, let's go. And I was like, okay, this is it. My God, so that's like up. a crazy moment. It's like you have yeah. a little time. And it was an, what it, can you do? Your elevator pitch. Is yeah. Not it? it was like seriously an elevator pitch. And I don't know if I made any sense at all. <laughs> But we got a photo and he grabbed my beard. He's like, that's great. And <laughs> I gave him the, the magazine and gave with the story of the whole thing in there and gave him the cards and said, you know, lovely to meet you. A month and a half later, I get a call, um, email, I think, from his office in London yeah, right. saying Richard would love to be an ambassador. He loves the idea. He can't buy your beard at the moment, mm. but can we do a story on virgin.com about beard season? Awesome. And basically he penned this amazing article um, about why he's always had a beard and why he'll never shave it off because he wants to represent this cause and be part of it. So Unreal. That's great, isn't uh, it? That was incredible. Um, My God. And Yeah. 
And you said it's about being active and just do it and kind of take those opportunities when they <laughs> yeah. come, don't they? Yeah. Well, you kind of, if you get placed in those positions, you just kind of have no choice. You have to go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, yeah. And the more you can do that, the more you test yourself. And yeah, it's, it was a steep kind of learning curve, but I th- it obviously worked. And yeah. um, I went over to Necker Island last year on another random connection um got invited to go over there and hang with him for a week and the first thing he said he leant over and broke up these conversations and said mate thank you for coming i went and got a check and found a couple things on my shoulder that i had no idea about and i was like okay i'm I'm glad i'm here i'm gonna say like what is the highlight out of all of this but that is quite clear the highlight of this organization is guys getting their yeah. Your skin checked, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it it never gets like the feeling of getting a message from someone who's who's said that exact same thing. It makes you just, feel good every time. It yeah, it's pretty it's pretty mind blowing, and it really does. It is it is a very good reward to work towards, and it it does keep me in in it and motivated, and um, yeah, it's it's what well, it's super hard to be doing as a side hustle or whatever. Um, it. I think it really deserves a, a lot, of, a big push. So, is there any advice that you've been given um, from any kind of business leaders or anyone really, even family, that has kind of kept you going and encouraged you? Because it can be sometimes very rough. Yeah. Is there anything that's kind of stuck with you that's kept you going? Um, one piece of advice, my my mate. Um, I've also lost another mate in my life um, who was a really great kind of mentor and. Um, one of my best mates um, by far he um, he told me one of our we wrote 11 rules to life to live by and one of them I think the number one was um, never be afraid to ask questions nice Uh, which it's so simple but it's such a I don't know it doesn't matter what stage you're at life Um, you know I think first of all it disarms you and it, it ditches pride and it, it opens stuff Absolutely. up to other people and people can get so worked up and stuck in their own head sometimes but if you as soon as you ask someone for you know their advice or their input or their opinion on something it really helps you. that's hit me now because it's it's very true i mean it's my kind of things of i always feel kind of stupid asking a question and i think that's what people feel but it's like but no, that could open up so many kind of answers and doors and opportunities there. And it's just, ask, how do you, else do you learn? <laughs> you ask the question, you know? Exactly. Cool. Well, we'll leave it at that then. I think that's a good, nice highlight to see it on. Uh, thanks for coming, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you did enjoy it, which will help other people discover the show. Have a great day, and thanks again for your support.